Welcome to Janan ICF Love All podcast, a podcast about how to live a God-fearing life. Each episode addresses how to use the Bible to answer real-life situations that allow us to demonstrate real Christian love. Now, here's your host, Pastor Joe Sum. Hello, 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 and this is Pastor Joe coming to you again with another episode of the Love All podcast, the Love All podcast. And trusting that you are having a great week, because I know that I am, because I am truly, truly blessed. Today, the episode, we're going to discuss how to approach Bible study, uh, how to approach Bible study. Look at some factors that we need to take in consideration when we say that we're going to study the Bible. Okay. Now, there are different reading approaches when we read the Bible. Uh, basically four, okay? Uh, the first one is devotional. Someone reads the Bible for their personal edification and spiritual growth. Uh, it's not intended to do anything else other than that. It's, it's not intended to share with anyone. It's not intended to teach. It's intended only for that person's personal edification and their spiritual growth. Uh, and, and many people read the Bible clearly only for that. Then you have what we call the literary approach. The literary approach is where someone looks at the Bible and, and want to look at how it is written. They want to look and see, you know, what are the different uh, genres that are in the Bible. You, know, you have the poetry. So they would read, if they're into poetry, they would read Psalms and Proverbs. Okay. Some read it because they're interested in, in the history. Okay. If they look at the history in, in the Old Testament, they would look at uh, kings, okay, on Chronicles. New Testament, they were looking at Acts. Uh, so uh, that gives them a reason for, for studying how they study. Uh, other people will read it from the theological sense of, of what does it mean theologically, okay? Uh, and this way they would look at, at, at reading what it, what it means. Am I going to heaven? Uh, am I going to hell? Or uh, is it true or not true? Okay, uh, and so some people look at it from that perspective. And the other people look at it clearly from a historical perspective when they read it. Who wrote it? When did they write it? Uh, who did they write it to? Uh, trying to get a, a more conceptual uh, understanding of what they're reading so it gets past the gesture of uh, the, uh, the verse itself, but also understanding the context of how it was written and, and why it was written. And, uh, and some people do that. Uh, so it depends on how you want to read. But for most people, they'll read it one of those ways almost all the time, almost all the time. And then sometimes they will just read it from one perspective, and the next time they read the Bible, they read it from a different perspective. So it, it, it's no right or wrong answer. It's just a... a a way of looking at how we read the Bible. Okay, then some people will uh, read the Bible and, and then they need some tools, some additional tools that will help them to understand what they're reading. And there's some, some, some great tools there. What is a concordance? Uh, many of the Bibles have a concordance in the back. Uh, it just gives you an idea of of uh, 
verses that kind of cross over. Uh, one might be in Genesis, one might be in Revelation, but they're similar, or they, you know, they could be be read, read together. Concordance would do that. You want to to look at uh, an example of theft. Uh, then you might see theft in Exodus with the uh, the commandments. You might find theft in the New Testament again as a way of using the concordance to help you when you're reading. Uh, another resource is Bible dictionary. I find it very helpful because sometimes there's a word that's used in the Bible in the English version that that I really may not really understand. So I go to the Bible and try to get the uh, the the uh, the Hebrew meaning as well, and what the what the authors think that that meaning was at that time, or like the words talents, talents as we think of it today is one of of for what's supposed to sing or draw or whatever. And talents at that particular time was, was, was money. So it uh, depends upon what period of time you talk about as to what those words actually mean. Uh, then you have commentaries. Commentaries are, are very useful. There are people who have gone through and, and read the Bible and have given their opinion of, of what it is saying. Uh, their commentary. Now, understanding that this is not the Bible. Uh, it is just someone's opinion. So I like to read more than one to see if there's a a, uh, a, 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 a group understanding that's somewhere near the same or is there someone out there that's completely different than everyone else or everybody's on a different page. So uh, I like to read uh, commentaries. Uh, Matthew Henley uh, uh, has a very good commentary that I like to read, that I like to use. Again, looking at it and, and comparing it to others to see uh, how the thought patterns are, are similar or dissimilar. And then you have the language tools, uh, tools that help you to understand the lexicons for for the the original English. Uh, what did it, what does Hebrew say? What does Aramaic says? What does Greek say? What does those words actually mean? An example is the word heart. The word heart, we think of it as an organ that beats blood. In the Bible, in the Hebrew, the heart was not just the organ that beat blood. It was the entire internal organs. The entire internal organs, including your, in, uh, your, uh, your intestines, uh, your liver. It includes all of those things when you talk about heart. So we need to understand that when we're reading the Bible and trying to understand it. Now, as we read, we need to make sure that we remember that we are reading it from our perspective, from our cultural background, from our theological background, our personal biases come into play. So we need to be careful that we kind of minimize that as much as possible. Understanding that we have to be aware of those so we, when we uh, get in, into a discussion about what we read and trying to understand it, that we know that we have some personal biases to come into place. Uh, I think I've read somewhere it says that beware of esegesis, esegesis, uh, which is imposing one's own interpretation of the text versus esegesis, which is drawing out the true meaning of the text. So what is imposing my own interpretation based upon my, my uh, background, and the other is what does it really say? I know an example, 
of this is, uh, I know a long time ago, there was a, a test that was given, and the test had a question about uh, how do you associate words to another word. And so they had the word umbrella, and they had the word rain, sunshine, and some other things. And the, the answer from their perspective was rain. But that was based upon their cultural background. If they were from South, South America, they would have said sunshine not rain, because the sun is hot in South America, and they use the, the umbrella to shade uh, themselves from the sun and other countries as well. So so we have to understand that we cannot use our own personal biases when we try to understand what the Bible is really trying to say. We also need to understand is that we should not study in a setting individually. Now, it's okay to read the Bible individually, obviously, but when we want to get to a full understanding, we should not be doing it by ourselves. Why? Back to what I just said earlier, is that if you if you have a particular bias and you let that bias get in the middle of your understanding or you're interpreting the verse, then that's not good. So you need to have other people around you who may have a different point of view and see it differently, and then you can have a discussion and, and, and get a, a deeper understanding of what that verse is really trying to say. So, I mean, I would suggest that if you're going to, to do this, is to uh, obviously read the Bible individually, but then participate in a Bible study group or, or, or whatever you want to call them. But the idea is to surround yourself with other people who have like values, but they might see things a little differently than you do when it comes to personal biases. Common mistakes that are often made when someone is reading the Bible, first is that they will read only one scripture, one verse. And then they take that verse and they run with it. Well, that's challenging. An example, um, Bible says in Acts that uh, Peter says she should uh, baptize, uh, baptize in the name of Christ. Uh, there's some people who have taken that and say, well, if you baptize in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Ghost, uh, then you, you're not baptized right. You have to be baptized in the name of Christ. Well, in taking one verse by itself, that seems right, but it really isn't. Because Christ is part of the trilogy, and the trilogy is, Father, Son, and Holy Ghost. Right. So you can have that kind of conversation when you don't look at just one verse, but look at multiple scriptures around the same subject. Along with that, we'll read one verse, but we won't read anything before or anything after. So we don't understand the, con the context of, of what is being said. We need to read the, uh, several verses before and several verses after. It sometimes might mean reading the whole chapter. So you have a, really a better understanding of what that one verse says. And then most, more often than not, some people will misuse scripture to validate their personal views in an argument. I want to argue with someone, I pick up one verse, and I say that and I use that as my, my argument. 
The Bible is not a tool for arguing. A Bible is, the Bible is a tool for bringing unity, not dividing, not dividing. Okay. So we need to be careful that we're not using that Bible to do that. And in conclusion, anytime that we have Bible study, we should do it with reverence and humility. Reverence and humility. We should understand the role of prayer in seeking understanding and wisdom. And we should take the time to reflect on how we're going to apply those truths to transform our lives. Reading the Bible itself is not enough. It's what do you do with it? How do you apply it? How do I apply it to my personal life, not to someone else's, not using it to judge someone, but using it to judge me, to tell me what I can do to be the best Christian that I can be. Thank you, as always, for joining us today. Wish you the very best throughout the remaining part of this week. Remembering that we love you, we love you, we love you. Bye-bye. Thanks for joining us on Janan ICF Love All podcast. New podcasts are scheduled each Monday and Wednesday. Make sure to visit our website, www.jananeicf.com, where you can find weekly sermons and past podcasts. Please remember to subscribe so you'll never miss an episode. While you're at it, if you found value in the show, we'd appreciate it if you'd simply tell a friend about the show. That would really help us out. If you like the show, you might want to email us at loveall at jananeicf.com and request a free copy of our ebook, Gems for Daily Meditations, and sign up for our daily thoughts. See you next time. Blessings and love to all.